Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Oh, gosh, I was, I was yelling, Matt. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. It's, uh, it'd be excited, but not as excited as I just was. You're very enthusiastic. Welcome to the program. Hello, one and all. Lots to report here. First of all, where are, the, where are your emails? Second of all, where are your voicemails? You can email us, Matthew. Matthew? Matthew. <laughs> email us at Matthew. <laughs> email us, Dory and Matt at Gmail, or Matt and Dory at Gmail. And then you could also uh, call us, 413-461-BABY. You, you can text, text us, You too. can do that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how we're leading off the program. Second program lead-off point or some might say point two. Hi. Anyway, what is happening? This thing is like scrolling without me touching it. This is a very it's possessed. It's a haunted website. Oh. Um. So, what's happening here, everybody? Well, I just finished work. I just finished the Goldbergs directing two episodes of the Goldbergs. Pretty uneventful week, if anyone's uh, up to date on anything, and uh, yeah, got through it. Uneventful. Great, uh, great 
great performances <laughs> that I drew out of the. I mean, look, I'm just saying. No, they'll be very. I think they'll be two very funny episodes. Hopefully, you'll all enjoy watching at some point. But yeah, it was a lot of work. And when you're directing, especially when you're block shooting like that, when I'm doing two episodes at the same time, and every other every. You know, some days it was like half was one episode, the other half was the other, and then like keeping your brain straight and uh, figuring out what is happening in the episodes. <laughs> it's a lot. And then like the, the amount of questions you get, it's like I used to get a lot of questions, but like I was getting like 40% more questions than normal. Well, you were the director, like the buck stopped with you. <laughs> yeah, it did. But uh I was able to do it and never, I did one 13 hour day and never hit more than 10. Yeah, you were home pretty early. I was, you know, efficient. The 13 hour day was because we shot a giant thing outside and I needed every second of daylight because it was four and a half pages. Mm. Um, and then after the daylight went away, we need, I need, we had to go in and shoot a couple scenes. But yeah, that said, it's good to be resting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's good to be home. Yep. It's good to be with Henry now that he's aware of my leavings. Oh. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, I mean, just is it's uh, it is what it is. Was there anything that surprised you about? directing versus what you've been doing in the past how quickly i can get us out of there that's that's cool i know i mean what was surprising was like and you know i didn't do a lot of takes right because i kind of felt like when they when they had what i liked and what they liked then i was like well what's the point yeah i don't need to chase anything yeah I'm not chasing bullshit, and if I have other, you know, if I'm if I'm like, oh, you could try it this way, and this way might also be funny, then I'll say that. But right, there's no need to, uh, you know, to keep going. And I mean, take after take. After I take. would argue that's the sign of a good director. Well, certainly someone who knows what they're looking for. Yes, and that is like so much the job. Like that's so much of the job of a director. I think. Well, I think it's. I spent so much time editing the show in previous years, like sitting in the edit bay with the editors. Right. That I know what we're looking for and what plays and what doesn't, et cetera. But, you know, there are other directors out there who are better and do it differently. I mean, Clint Eastwood does like one take. He's Clint Eastwood. I know. He's also been doing this for like 60 years. <laughs> Look, when I'm 90 something, <laughs> I hope to still be directing. Um, that's really interesting. It does sound like directing is sort of like this kind of culmination of all the different things you've done in television. Uh, it is interesting in that sense of like having been involved in many, many versions of television and like, you know, I always, I've said this, I'll say it again, but like I've said it before. The We used to do 50 weeks of Attack of the Show every year, four episodes a week, plus the Thursday wraps we would tape for the Friday show, 50 weeks a year, an hour every day, live. Crazy. After a couple years of that, 
I walked out of the building going, well, I could make television. There's nothing I don't know how to do now. Right. Because it was just like every day you had to, you know, come up with segments and funny things and shoot, you know, and then we would shoot pre-tape stuff like sketches and stuff like that. And it was uh, everything. Mm-hmm. And I was a segment producer, senior segment producer there. And then, you know, it was just uh, from there. I was like, well, why are people complaining about making a half hour of television? <laughs> we would make, we would make five hours every week. Live. I can't, <laughs> it's like crazy that it was live. It was. Yeah. Um, so after that, I was just like, oh, I could, I could, I could probably do that. Anything. And then like, you know, writing for doing at midnight for a few years and that prank show I did on true TV. And then oh, that's right. Yeah. Goldberg's and the Nerdist TV show. Um, yeah, I felt like it. Do, it does feel like the culmination of things. And then, like you know, I remember back to the single camera production class I took in college. <laughs> and what do you think of when you think of it? Uh, I think I should have taught it. Oh. Uh, no, I think it's you know I took single and multicam, and you know just like it helped because like in college I had to shoot. We had to shoot our own stuff and write our own, light our own stuff, et cetera. Um, weirdly, it was a, a. I'm one of the rare breed that like went to college, took a bunch of classes, and then every day uses those classes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, you basically went to like a trade school for yeah. what you do for TV. Yeah. Um. The Art Institute of New England, no longer with us. <laughs> it was a for-profit school that I never finished. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. But, like, yeah, the directing thing, I always felt like I could, I, I thought I could do it. It turns, I think, I still think I could do it. I'm not, I think TBD on whether or not I, you know, we'll see what the episodes look like at the end. Sure, sure. Yeah, you <laughs> haven't then, actually seen anything. And then it could be good. Otherwise, maybe it's the worst. And we're all like, Matt, just, just, please just write jokes. <laughs> um, But, you know, what's also nice, too, is like I get to, because I'm, because it was me and I'm answering to me and I'm like, oh, that joke's not working. Say this. Like, I could do that immediately, like, quickly. Yeah, I don't have yeah, to, yeah, I don't yeah, have to yeah. turn and ask anybody right. if a joke's working or not. Right. And I can write the alt. Yeah. And, and just, you know. And then, like, you know, my AD, Nicole, she said, she had, she said, oh, he should say this. And I was like, that's the, that is a way better joke than what is in there. Yes, that is, let's do that. And I was yelling out, like, Sean, we're going to say this. I'm like, I don't care. It's a good yeah, idea. Totally. It's a good idea. Good idea is a good idea. Um, but yeah, so it was an interesting experience. I'd like to do more of it. So if anyone out there is listening and has a show and needs a director, I'm half Cuban. If you want to tick off any diversity points, <laughs> <laughs> half Cuban, much like Men at Work, which was a half Cuban band, apparently. Yes. <clears throat> we, Segway. We saw, we went to a concert last night. We were like Omicron. Be damned. <laughs> We're going to mask up and go to this concert. And Dory and I wore our masks the entire time. 
unlike everybody else. Literally, I mean, I said 50%. Matt said 70%. It seemed like it. Of the people inside were not wearing their masks. And there is a mask mandate in LA. So they are supposed to. And they made to, an announcement. And they made an announcement. But, and, you know. But there was also no one, like, no one policing. went around policing, which yeah. like, I kind of get, like, you know, I don't think it should be, like, the underpaid usher's job to, like. Oh, get in an argument at a concert? Yeah. Yeah, no, no. So, like, I, I get that. Um, like self policing is is is. But I was like, look, I got my KF ninety four on. I'm 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 protected. Mm -hmm. Like, if you all don't want to wear your mask, that's on you. I was jealous of you because you had your glasses on. Yeah, and I, I well, I, I deliberately I, had my glasses. I wished I had my glasses. I don't want that. I don't want COVID in my eyes. Eyeball COVID's the worst kind. I mean, that's, that's what they what say. I, that's what I hear. Um, but yeah, but so. they did the thing where they make you sit through an hour and a half of songs no one has ever heard uh, uh, until they get to the I four songs that they then play have, all in a row. I, I, but like, here's what I will say about that. I didn't mind it at all. I just thought it was weird. Like, I loved it. Like, like, I think that was the best way to do it. I thought they should have opened with a song people knew. Okay, that's a way to do it, too. Thank you. But then you can't go bang, 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 bang right. at the end, which I thought was like great. But also, like, I think Colin Hay is such a good singer songwriter that all of that stuff that I had maybe heard once or had never heard, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, there were no like. Oh, I didn't like. There hate... weren't like any real duds. No, in that no, no. I didn't. I certainly didn't hate. Like, I didn't hate the songs. It was just interesting to see the energy of the crowd. Like people were like, you know, it was. I thought it was a good energy. I mean, it's like been a, this is an interesting topic to old people going to concerts. We're going to talk about this in a second. We're going to be right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Again, we don't have a ton of emails, so you're going to have to listen to us yap for a sec. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, 
tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we're back. So anyway, how did this come about that you and I went to a concert? Well, if anybody is a crossover listener of Star Trek The Next Conversation, somebody... I think we had like one of our Australian listeners had called in or something. Okay. And then Andy did a terrible accent. Because oh, oh, he likes oh it. He does. People can request whether or not Andy attempts the accent in an email. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then we, we he will do it. And um, all of our listeners um, get the option. And we have, this is what, it, so we have this, we have a jingle for it for it too which goes like this um i'll play the sh- the long one. Oh, hang on oh why is that not working i turned it off uh uh-huh. here we go ready this was this was sent into us by nacho oh it's andy's accent corner andy's accent corner andy's accent corner animo andy tu puedes it's gonna be shit. So that's the that's what we, the jingle we play. I usually uh, play the shorter one. This one. Andy's accent corner. Animo Andy, tú puedes. It's gonna be shit. <laughs> uh, that's Nacho, who uh, is a listener of our show, who does a lot of the jingles for us, and also I believe is like one of the voices now on Lower Decks, one of the Spanish voices. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So. We did in Australia, and then like Land Down Under came up, or Down Under came up, and then I was talking about how I wonder what they're up to nowadays. Like, what's Colin Hay and Men at Work doing? And then I saw him when we were doing the show that he was touring, or was like playing a show in Los Angeles, in 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 now. <laughs> <laughs> trying to remember when I bought the tickets. It was. One of those things of like, oh, this will be funny. We should all go and buy tickets. Uh, and it'll be, we'll talk about it on the podcast. And then, of course, Andy wound up not being able to go. Oh, I ordered these tickets September 23rd <laughs> <laughs> for the December 18th show. Um, But it was, you know, Dory also booked a babysitter. Like, so long ago i did and 
because I bought three tickets, one for Dory, one for Andy, and one for myself. And um, Dory was like, well, oh, he never asks to leave the house on a weekend. I should get a babysitter to ensure that something happens. <laughs> Literally. Uh, so we had the babysitter. We had Holly coming. Then I was like, oh, maybe we should see Spider-Man instead. I don't know about going to a concert because I like like the idea of doing things when I like the idea of doing things. And then suddenly I'm like, no, I don't want to do the thing anymore. So when this concert came up, I just was like, and then the idea too of going to the movies and parking and it like being Christmas shopping weekend and like what mm. the hell that would have been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I had I bought tickets for Spider Man at eight p.m. and the, the concert sh- was also and the at concert 8 was at eight p.m. And Dory and I finally were walking out of the house. What time? Seven seven forty? No, we got a little earlier than that. Maybe seven thirty. I think maybe. And not until we were leaving the house did Dory finally say what we were doing. Because I was like, I, I couldn't make a decision at all. And Dory was like, you want me to decide? I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, well, we need the tickets. And I was like, well, I got to print them. So we printed them. And then I was putting my jacket on and we're heading out. And I was like, where are we going? <laughs> and she's like, we're going to go to the concert. And I was like, okay. And you were not expecting that. No, I wasn't. But I also was like on board for whatever it is yeah. you decided. Well, and that was why I felt okay deciding because I didn't want it to be one of those decisions where I felt like you were going to be like sad about, you know what I mean? Like you seem genuinely like okay with either one. I did. And I was. so that's when I was like, all right. And and as I said to Matt on the ride home last night, drive home last night, I was like, you know, we haven't seen live music in so long since February 2019. Like, when do we get the opportunity to see this? Like, I'm not I'm not especially a huge Men at Work fan. I loved them when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, look, I I enjoy their four songs that were huge hits, but I'm not, like, familiar with their overall oeuvre. Which, as Colin pointed out, was only three albums. Yes. And the third one, no one bought. <laughs> he said, um, his words. <laughs> yes. His words. Um, but I was like, you know... Colin Hay is a very talented musician. I'm sure the band will be great. Like worst case, we just listen to some like very talented musicians. Well, because I have had the opportunity hours. to go see Colin at like Largo, and I you know, and he does his acoustic set, and I'm just like, I you know, I'd like to see that. But like the idea when I found out that Men at Work was playing, and I was like, oh okay, that's a band. Yeah, let me go see what that's like. So that was where the idea came from, and then we went. And I, I gotta say, it was, it was, it was a good show. He was great. He sounds great. He still got it. He still does have it. He still got. He could still sing in the same vocal range. Like, there's no like, there were no like audible key changes of anything. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he was singing yeah. in the same key that he recorded them in for the most part. And uh, the band was tight. There was, you know, the 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 horn player was like played everything including alto sax tenor sax flute keyboards and she was like she was amazing i think her name was sylvia gonzalez is that right but then the bass player was very good and the guitar player was okay he was pretty good (laughs) Uh, but in fairness to the guitar player he was playing a lot of those like a lot of the lead parts he was playing were written in the 80s and he was playing them note for note mm, mm-hmm. um 
But I will say, I would, I would recommend if a man at work situation ever comes up for anyone. Well, if you live in Solana Beach, California, or Santa Barbara, or Mount Pleasant, Michigan, you're in luck. Hey, what an interesting three. <laughs> I like it. Mount Pleasant, Michigan is at the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Oh, that's that'd be a good show. Hit the hit the casino and then go see Men at Work, and, and then, then you're like, "Who can it be now?" And then they're playing three nights at the Belly Up Tavern in Solana Beach, California. That sounds great. A tavern. A tavern. Oh, I'm in. Let's go. Oh, are you going to become a Men at Work? Uh, I'm going to follow the people in front of us. Oh my god, that we're sitting in front they of. They were us. super fans. They loved. They loved it. They really loved it. Have you ever gone to a show and been like, I guess I'll go to this concert. And then you leave and you're like, that was, that was a good concert. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I went through. It was, I was like, you know, also like I was like delighted by all of his guitar choices. You were very delighted. A couple of, he had a couple of callings, uh, electrics. Uh, a city limits and an LC, and uh, that LC was great. It was black, gold hardware, white uh, plastics. Oof, it was a good looking guitar with a gold Bigsby on it. Um, I did not know where Solana Beach was. It is in San Diego County. Well, there you go. There you go. What's the venue? Does it hold a lot of people? It's the Belly Up Tavern. But like that could mean forty five. Yeah, no, it, it it's a it's a music venue. It doesn't. I don't think it says. I love that they have to do three nights. That they're like, oh, we have to add a night. Oh, we yeah. have to add another night. Um, it doesn't say what the capacity is, but it does say that the Rolling Stones played a private show there in twenty fifteen. Oh well. <laughs> yep. That's cool. Yep. 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 Um, but I will say that I'm I'm I support the idea of anyone who thinks they might want to go see Men at Work. I'd say go do it. Okay. Wear a mask though. Yeah, please wear a mask. Um, their venue is standing room only. Oh, well then that I think that'd be good for the energy of the of the show. Okay. All right. He played a Rosewood Telecaster too. Everybody like. With a Bigsby on it. Wow. That I think was like, I think it was an OG, like late 60s, early 70s. Hmm. Hmm. Um, well, you know, we should probably get to some, we do have a couple of, of listener, list, a couple listeners did make contact this week. Okay. Well, that this is their part of the show then. Yeah. We have to figure out where, where our break is now though. Um. You know what, let me, let's do one, we'll do one email and then we'll take a break. Okie dokie. All right. This is from Alyssa. Hey y'all, so I've been blasting through your pod at 2x speed before oh, going no. in for IVF. I love these listeners. The ones who like find out us, find out about us like when they're doing IVF. And real, they're like, real go-getters. And then they're like, we, I must listen to the whole podcast from the beginning. And they just like, blast through it um turns out i can get through about 10 episodes per day no <laughs> no that's too many that's too much of us Alyssa. i'm sorry <laughs> um on a good day while i'm working on my etsy orders 
The speed is making me feel a bit crazy, although I think it's making me work faster. My customers will have to thank you. <laughs> First off, congrats on little Henry. I wanted to write in to thank you for doing this podcast. I started out really wanting to find a story that closely resembled mine going into IVF. 35 years old, endometriosis, low AMH, maybe even vegan or queer. And I ended up finding something so much better in your podcast. The collection of voices and experiences from you Mm. and your listeners gave me more than I could have ever imagined. For that, I'm truly grateful. The most important things I learned... What I love is that we've had people that fit each of those buckets. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, The most important things I learned from listening are everyone's IVF experience is different. Don't get too down on yourself. Mm -hmm. It's okay to feel things. Share the good and the bad with people around you to stay connected. But Mm. most of all, fuck parking fees. (laughs) Sons of bitches. All joking aside, I do really feel like I now know how to advocate for myself in this process. And that's all because of this pod. I'm actually starting to get hopeful and excited whatever ends up happening. One question I do have is... You've created this amazing community of eggheads. Have you ever thought about taking a survey of all our infertility experiences? Anonymous, of course. We could all submit questions we'd like to answer or data points we'd like. IVF can really bombard you with sterile data, numbers, and studies. And I'm so curious if the compiled data of the eggheads compares to the data you see out there about all this stuff. For example, how many transfers did we do? How many retrievals? How many babies, egg donations, surrogacy, PCOS, endometriosis, dogs, cats, etc.? How many hot dogs are consumed per year? The data could be published on your website and the numbers could even be automatically updated every time someone answers. My partner codes websites, so maybe I'm assuming this is easier said than done. Or it could just be for Patreon members. I think it could be a fun and amazing resource for people out there to see who are going through infertility and are tired of just reading boring studies. I know you have an amazing Facebook group, but it's a bummer that people without accounts can't access those resources. I deleted my account a few years ago and won't be rejoining. Here, here. Alyssa, uh, who uses they, she pronouns, uh, two humans, one scruffy terrier, 1,200 books, and our five businesses in 1,800 square feet in the suburbs of the Pacific Northwest. I'm vegan, so do my hot dogs count? They do not. P.S. Also, I'm originally from Torrance. Actually, I'm third generation. My grandparents, parents, and extended family all went to Torrance High. My whole family, including grandparents, basically met and married their significant others from high school. Hmm. And the and the, and, the, and you got you somehow got further north. You were like, you know what, Torrance? I've had it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, thank you for this email. I'm so glad that you found us and that you've been blasting through us. Um. I hope that's been okay for your mental health. Um. I like this idea. I mean, it it does kind of sound like a lot of work, though. I have to say. Um, yeah. I don't know if I personally am ready to take this on. I definitely am not. Yeah. In the sense of like, I would say yes, but then not do it. Right. Whereas I am just going to say no right off the bat. Wow. <laughs> if, but I, you know, I'm going to put this out there. If a listener wants to take this upon themselves to do, I will promote it, but I do not want to be managing it. Well, that's 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 fair also. That is fair. Yeah. So Shall um, we? let's take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, we're back. Hello. If you don't want to listen to us yammer on about men at work, don't forget to email us and or call us. Thanks so much. Um. All right. We are going to listen to a voicemail. We are. Yep. Okay, let's do that. Ready to go. Hi, guys. I had to call in after listening to the podcast this week with maybe two helpful tips. Um, the first one is Matt talking about finding it hard to work with Henry. Um, I totally get it. My my husband's a shift worker, and sometimes he's working the weekends, and the kids are around, and, you know, they, they want to know where Daddy is. Um, one thing that we started to do pretty young is tell them why we had to go to work. So, you know, you use the example of the markers on the floor. You can tell him why you don't want him to have the markers because you don't want him to use them when you're not around. Um, but I don't know if they really get the concept of, like, why you have to work. Why do you have to leave me and go somewhere else? So we we started um, telling them, like, hey, we, we have to go to work to make money. And, you know, they don't really get that either. So then we changed it to we have to go to work to buy you mac and cheese so you can have mac and cheese for dinner. And that would just get them really excited. You know, my kids are big fans of mac and cheese. Um, it's like a treat for them. So whenever we would tell them we had to go to work so we can buy you more mac and cheese, they, you know, they'd get excited about it. And I think they just started to grasp that, you know, we're going there to do something um, beneficial for the family. So that's my first tip. The other one, Interesting. talking about Santa and you know, only having or some kids getting a whole lot of gifts from Santa and all that. When I was a kid, my parents would actually, you know, back then they had to go physically buy a present, couldn't mm-hmm. order it online. Um, so the night that they would go shopping, I guess a babysitter, and they would literally tell us that they were going to give Santa Claus money for our presents. Oh, so that's even though we had a whole bunch of presents under the tree from Santa, um, we knew that it was tied to our parents' finances and. We, they weren't that well off, so so we always knew that, you know, they had worked really hard and that it was something that they had contributed to. Anyway, just two thoughts I thought might help. That's sweet. Uh, my name is Ashley. I'm in Seattle in 1,800-ish square feet with a husband, two kids, and a dog. Um, had maybe three, two, three hot dogs this year. Usually I make hot dogs for the kids and spicy sausages for, for us. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, great rest of your year thank you bye thank you for the call that's that is a that's cute get a babysitter tell the kids you're going to give santa money (laughs) (laughs) you're going to the north pole what does that even mean henry does understand the concept of paying though he does not understand the concept of paying he understands the act of paying yeah, I guess that's but he true. does not understand the concept of exchanging money for goods and services. I guess that's true. <laughs> he knows we have to pee, uh, pee, pay. Wow, okay. He knows we have to pay before we like leave a store, right? Yeah. And he when Hen, when he says Henry do it, and you let him scan each item, he thinks he paid. That's true. <laughs> yeah. 
Henry do it. Um, but I like I like that. That's an interesting concept. Uh, thank you for that. And then what was the first thing she called about? Uh, oh, telling why you're going why you're to work. work. <laughs> Again, also a heady financial concept for a yeah. child. Uh, I don't know. I think I I feel like that could down the road like stress them out. Yeah. I don't think I want to kind of introduce that concept. Well, I mean, introduce it with you because you get to do it from home. Mm, true. I have to go to my office. Yep. Bye. <laughs> um. Okay. Thank you for calling, by the way. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate you. Um. Okay. Let's hear another email. This is from Ryan. All right, had to do a pause the pod to write in. Mm. I just caught up with the pod after losing much of my listening time in the summer and fall to all kinds of D&D content. Hyper, wow. Hyper fixation is real. We have a daughter around the same age as Henry, and I found myself riding the exact same milestone waves that you were in recent months. While you were talking about Henry's speech delay, I muttered to myself, oh, they should really try Miss Rachel, only for the next episode to have a listener write in and recommend the same. Then when you were talking about Henry's separation anxiety, what did I sing to myself? Grownups come back, which any parent who has watched a million Daniel Tiger episodes will have stuck in their head forever. I know these resources have gotten a lot of love on the podcast, but I just want to pile on. Miss Rachel was an absolute godsend during the lockdown days when our chatty child suddenly seemed to forget how to communicate after her daycare center was closed. Through Miss Rachel, our chatterbox came back, and we now have a two-and-a-half-year-old who is excellent, sometimes too good at stating what she wants and what she's feeling. I kind of wish we had started him on it earlier. You know, in retrospect, knowing that we were going to be in a pandemic and not leave the yeah. house for a year. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, better late than never. Yeah. And uh, blah, blah. additionally, the simple lessons of Daniel Tiger sharing, thank you for everything you do and grownups come back, have been vital to helping her understand how the world is working around her. Every day when I come home from work, I'm greeted with, Daddy, you came back and it warms my heart. <laughs> I get the same thing. Highly recommend both. It breaks my heart. P.S. If you do open screen, if you do, Dina op- came back. If you do open up screen time, Bluey is an awesome junk food option, if only for its very realistic depiction of parenting, as told by a family of cartoon dogs. Tread lightly, though. There's a hundred eight-minute episodes, and you'll have to watch them all over and over if you're not careful. I have tried showing Bluey to him, and he was not interested. Yeah, but that was before he could even get through a super wing. That's true. And that is Ryan. <laughs> now he sits and watches an hour of Rachel, and then wants more yeah that's ryan in 1600 square feet he hasn't watched trucks in like a week and a half i know interesting i know in rural northwest ohio with a wife two and a half year old daughter and a vicious chihuahua (laughs) probably a dozen hot dogs consumed because the toledo mud hens were back this summer (laughs) nice um thank you ryan yeah I mean, this is all. I mean, I'm glad you finally stopped content. muttering to yourself and actually writing in. <laughs> Could have saved us a, uh, a little bit of a headache there. Seriously, um, yeah. I mean, I I showed Henry Elmo, and he was like into it, and then he kind of stopped being into it. He did this morning stare at the lyrics to the three or four minute work songs that I was playing on Alexa, like literally just posting up and looking at the words go by. And like when it was done, he was like, it's all done. <laughs> um, all right. We are going to hear another voicemail. 
Hi, Tori and Matt and Henry and Bo. This is Penny from Massachusetts. Um, just calling to say a Billy Good Happy Hanukkah and um, Merry Christmas. Uh, this is for the Patreon. Um, it's for the Patreon. I think I've been in a fall. Whoops. My goodness. I messed up. Sorry. Penny. Sorry, Penny. We're going to get you on the Patreon. We'll get you on the Patreon. What a weird way to plug the fact that we have a Patreon. Yep. I did that on purpose. We do so many episodes over there, guys. Well, actually, two a month um, at the very end of the month because we owe them every month. And uh, you know us. We're pretty good at procrastinating. Yeah, but we Mostly do. Mostly I am. We do get them done. Uh, and on that one, we get to the real reels. The real reels. Which is why Dory jumped up quickly and was like, this can't be played here. Exactly. It's for patrons. Which actually is a good segue to our last email, which is Matt and Dory. Please share. This was a text, actually. Please share on the pod. What's the best way to email you anonymously? Oh. So we have a form on our website, excellentadventure.com. Oh, like real anonymous. Like even anonymous from us. I, I mean, I assume that's what this person meant. And if you go to contact, um, there is a form and you have to fill out your name and your email, but pro tip, it doesn't have to be a real email address. Shocking. So, yeah. So that is a good way to email us anonymously. And that comes to our email just like a regular email. So um, that's the best way to do it. There you go. There you go. So that was our two emails. And one and a half calls. Yep. And one text. <laughs> um, but we should also tell people we are off next week. So you actually have two weeks to get us an email. An email or, or, a, or, or a voicemail. Voice memo. Yeah. We'll take a voice memo. We'll take a voice memo. Yeah. Oh, what's the other thing I should say? Well, here's another fun story. We, uh, we're leaving the park today. And I said to Dory, she was on. I didn't realize she was not listening. But it was light traffic day, I would say, here in Los Angeles, which weirdly clears out at Christmas time. And uh, we were leaving the park, and I was like, I'm going to kick the ass end of the car out. It'll be fun. <laughs> and I did. And Tori was like, what? what are you doing? And I was like, oh, my God. I said it out loud, and I thought you if you didn't want it to happen, you would, uh, you would, say, you would say so. And she's like, you're crazy. I don't ever want you to do that again. And I was like, okay, noted. So now now that we have that understanding, it's great. But mm-hmm. then we got home and like my tire pressure gauge started to go. And then um, I parked and then Dory got out of the car. She's like, I hear the tire leaking. <laughs> and I looked and there was a hole in the, in the tire. Uh, I don't even know how big it was. I would, it was probably like five millimeters. It was large. And I was like, oh, I got to plug the hole. I got to fix it. I got to try to fix this myself because there, the service centers weren't open today. The tire place near us wasn't open today. So then I went out and I was going to walk to the hardware store. And then I saw a Lime scooter. And I was like, wait a second. I've seen people travel via this. Let me try it. And I took it to the hardware store, and they didn't have what I needed. And then I was like, I guess I'll ride to the auto zone. <laughs> and I got my little scooter, and I was like, uh, oh, man. What I like is you could pause the ride so no one could take it. Oh, I that's like, cool. I was like worried that like I never did. knew that. But then like when I got to AutoZone, there were like four outside AutoZone. Oh. And 
And I was like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got the tire plug kit. And then I plugged the tire. And luckily it wasn't on the shoulder or the sidewall, everybody. <laughs> Pluggable area. <laughs> so I did the plug. Cut the, you know, cut the excess off. Put the tire back up to pressure. And then reset the tire pressure sensor this afternoon. And guess what? I did it. I fixed it myself. Nicely done. You're welcome, everyone. But that said, I don't think that like, I think, I, I, I think my guess, my best guess is there was a screw or a large nail in there that got shaken out by me driving like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know what else? Before you even started the engine, you said, I have to fill my tires. Yeah, because it's a thing that like my car had been like saying to me for three yeah. days, and I just kept looking at the pressure, and I was like, yeah. this, is, this is normal. Why is it telling me this? Right. But it's it was smarter than I thought it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, you want to give us a call? You can do that. You know the number. If you want to join the Patreon and get extra episodes of us, oh boy, can oh. you do that? Patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. If you'd like longer episodes, all you gotta do is also email us. <laughs> uh and 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 we'd be happy to reply in verbally to a written thing. Yeah. Um are you ready to read Patreon supporters? Uh not particularly because I don't have the email open. Mm. Which is a real dumb thing of me to do. Yep. Sure is. But I'm ready now. Okay. Thank you to the following oh Patreon my goodness. supporters. Oh, this is because we have no one next week. Correct. We have no episode next week. So we got to thank a lot of people. So Arham, thank you. Rachel Silver. Robert Olson. Thank Robin you. Kilgo. Sadie Massa. Sarah Dowerman. Sarah Dowerman. Sarah Prager. Sarah Friedman. Sarah L. Sarah Swift. Sherry Olson. SJV. Steve Harcourt. Tanya Lemos. Tonya Lemos. Tanya Lemos? You're, I love that you've written it phonetically, and I'm still fucking it up. Thanks, TL. <laughs> Tanya Kershemin. Uh, the Holderman Clan. The Kembles. Tracy Jury. Whitney Hoffman. Amanda Powell. Two anonymous people. Ainsley. Brianne Hudson. Cheryl Quick. Christina. Claire Dealey. Crescent Martin. Cryptomat. Danielle Nusiforo. Donna McLean. Deanna McLean. Jeez Louise. Eleanor Powell. Uh, Elizabeth K. Elizabeth Kamani. Ellen F. Emily Harden. Freya. Gita Drury. Jane Ennis. Jennifer Sika. Jennifer T. Brennan. Jesse Fisher. Jesse Labadie. I always say Labadie. That's probably better. Karen Perelman. Uh, Katie Allen. Carrie L. Christine Kelly. Laura Bennett. Laura Madge. Lauren Schultz. Lynn Nugent. Madeline McCarthy. Mara Foss. Mary Messick. Mary Myra. Melanie Braunbeck. Melissa. Merrill H. Michelle Song. Nicola Hill. Nicholas Gidmore. Nicole Mustafa. Arsh- uh, Oshrat Kaplan. Rachel Kuzma. Rob Bean. Samantha. Shauna Mandel. Sir Reginald Pennybottom. Steph Gor- um, Gorlnick. Gorlnick. Goralnik. Susanna Perez. The Biersies. Wendy Fick. Thank you, all you patrons, and thank you, all most of you listeners. Actually, I'm only thanking four listeners today besides your patrons. <laughs> the four people who chose to communicate with us. Uh, so, thank you to those four. Everybody else, you'll be thanked in due time. All, all right. right. Bye, everyone. Bye.